And if you constantly refuse your partner's help to help with household tasks, believing that you can handle everything on your own, right? That all do it all, be it all mentality, it can create a barrier from creating that prevents your partner from feeling valued or involved in the family's day-to-day activities. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey there, super moms. What you're listening to today has been recorded live inside my Facebook community, Moms Without Capes. Because of this, you may hear me talking to the moms who are tuning in live and leaving comments in real time. But know that the content is super valuable and meant to help you discover and fall in love with who you are underneath your super mom cape. If you want to be part of my amazing community of moms who are getting comfortable with hanging up their capes and be there at the live recordings of this podcast, come find us on Facebook or check out the show notes for the link to join my group, Moms Without Capes. Hope to see you in the group. To today's topic is maternal gatekeeping. I'm Ani. I am the founder of Moms Without Capes, the host of this community, and I am happy to be here today. So like I mentioned, maternal gatekeeping was a topic that we talked about or we focused on a few months ago in our casual conversations. And what maternal gatekeeping is, is when we as mothers unintentionally create barriers that prevent our partners or other family members from fully participating in caregiving and domestic responsibilities. So many times, you know, using that metaphor of the gate, we tend to hold that gate shut right? From letting our partners or our kids stepping up and doing things for the the good of the family. And we struggle because we hold that gate shut and then we start feeling anger and, and rage and resentment and all of these uncomfortable emotions. We start feeling all of these things because we're like, why is nobody helping? Like, why are we the only ones doing all of these? And we need to learn how to open the gate. Hey, Rochelle, good morning. Um, Because sometimes this keeping the gate shut, it can stem from our desire to be the best mom possible, leading us to take on more than we can handle. and And in doing so, we inadvertently push others away. So it's not something necessarily that we do consciously. And it's not something that happens overnight. We tend to do this... Maybe because, you know, starting out with our babies as our our children as babies, um, maybe you've had more experience babysitting. Maybe it's those societal expectations that come back, like that the the women, like the maternal instinct and all of that. And while that is somewhat true, like the maternal instinct, right? There is no scientific studies that have shown that women are more um, capable of taking care of children. In fact, I read this great book. It was called, I think it was like the history of motherhood. I forget what the actual book was called, but it was so interesting about back in the old days, like even colonial America, like how, um, 
each partner shared equal responsibility for the upbringing of the children. It wasn't nothing. It didn't all fall on the mom, which in modern times, it tends to do that. Even when both partners are working outside the home, most of the responsibilities still continue to fall on the mom. And I'm not saying that this is every household, but the majority of the household, it still shows that the responsibilities fall on the woman. And so along with those societal expectations or that maybe you have more experience, you know, girls are more likely to be the babysitters and be hired for babysitting jobs and maybe taking care of your younger siblings. Um, we end up taking more of the of the care, right? Taking a, a larger role in the care of our children. And so as babies, right, it often falls on us, the moms, to be diapering, changing the diapers, making sure that the baby gets fed. And as this happens year after year, the men, kind of the partners, I guess I'm talking more of like the heterosexual, but this could also happen in same-sex relationships. The partners tend to take a back seat. One, they're not really sure how to help, right? And then us moms start becoming like this project manager. And, it, you know, I've said this before about that word help and the, the partners being, you know, how can I help? How can I help? Just let me know. I'm happy to help. Just let me know. And then in our mind, we've got to come up with all of the things like categorize and like organize things in our mind, like what can they help with? And it just becomes one more task to do. So this idea of maternal gatekeeping is the idea of holding the key to that gate and then struggling because that person is, our partner is not being able to step into the gate. And so we take a, we need to take responsibility for where can we, or what can we do in order to open that gate so that our partner can step up, can step in and be part of the team. Um, I hear this time and again, and I have felt it myself where I feel like I don't feel like part of like a team, like it, most of the responsibilities are falling on me. And so at that point, I need to realize what is my role and what can I do differently in order for my partner to feel like an equal partner. Um, so some of the things that, let me, I have my notes. Hold on one second. Let me. Rochelle, does that make sense, like the maternal gatekeeping? I always feel like when I explain that, I want to make sure that, that it's coming over, like you're understanding what that maternal gatekeeping is all about. Um, when you are, or if you are consistently criticizing or dismissing your partner's approach to say parenting, like we'll start with there because it, maternal gatekeeping can happen um, not only with childcare, but also with domestic responsibilities or domestic chores but say if we are constantly like dismissing or thinking like that they aren't able to do the things that need to get done it insists that our methods are superior right like we're the only ones that know what the child needs and this creates a dynamic where your partner feels excluded from important parenting decisions or activities and again it doesn't happen overnight it happens gradually over time and it chips away at their, their feelings of equality. 
This behavior can discourage your partner from actively participating in parenting responsibilities, leading to an unequal distribution of caregiving duties and potentially causing strain in the relationship. You may have noticed that if you continually to do continually hold that gate shut, that is going to affect negatively affect your relationships. And if you constantly refuse your partner's help to help with household tasks, believing that you can handle everything on your own, right? That all do it all, be it all mentality, it can create a barrier from creating that prevents your partner from feeling valued or involved in the family's day-to-day -day activities. This reluctance to help can lead your partner feel, to feel unappreciated and discouraged from taking on more responsibilities. It can also leave you feeling unappreciated because it creates that break in the relationship and it perpetuates the gate being shut and locked. And it, as you can imagine, and as you may have experienced, definitely can affect your relationship. For the first 10 years of being a mom, I told myself that I did not have the time to go out with friends or to learn a new hobby. I told myself that my focus now had to be on my children and they were my responsibility and my responsibility alone. I would feel guilty if I did anything fun without my children and husband, and I'd feel resentful since my husband seemed to just come and go without any of the kids even noticing. I, on the other hand, would get bombarded by my kids if I said I was going for a walk alone, so I stopped trying. I stopped making dates with friends, and I stopped knowing who I was. I didn't know how to ask for help, and I felt weak, and like I wasn't a good mom because I wanted it. I needed help, but I didn't know how to ask. I became a control freak, really, trying to control everything and everyone, because if things weren't in order, it reflected on me and my worthiness. I filled my plate. Boy, was I busy. I volunteered. I led groups. I got involved in everything. Looking back, I can see clearly that I was trying to prove my, my worth, but really it was exhausting, and it led me to feeling like a failure because I just couldn't keep up. I fed myself all kinds of lies. I don't have time. I don't need that walk. I can do this alone. I thought that the world was going to fall apart if I did something I enjoyed. And I told myself this for so long, I actually stopped knowing what it was that I even enjoyed. Sad, I know. But can you relate? I felt trapped by my own excuses. But it wasn't until I started recognizing them for what they were that I was able to finally break free from them. I created a guide to help other moms break free from the lies and to start taking care of themselves. It took me 10 years. It definitely doesn't have to take you that long. I'll put the link to this guide in the show notes so that you can grab your copy and be on your way to breaking free from the guilt and start rediscovering who you are under that mom hat. So how can we, what are some ways to avoid doing this maternal gatekeeping. Like if you, if this is resonating with you and you're feeling like, yeah, like there has been over the years times where you have felt like, let's say the dishwasher, that's always an example that resonates with a lot of people. The whole idea of you are the only one that knows how to load that dishwasher. right? And some of the thoughts that might be coming to you is like, if it doesn't get, if I don't do it, it doesn't get done. Or I know how to do it correctly. I know how to load all of those dishes in so that we can get the most in there and that all the dishes get clean. And these lines of thinking can prevent 
can prevent your other family members from stepping in, whether it be teenagers, your younger kids, or even your partner. And even if they are doing it and you're going in behind them and fixing it or doing it the way you do it, that is going to, um, it's going to create some problems in your family. It's going it, to, that is your way of keeping that gate closed and maybe letting them do it is letting it open a little bit, but then by you redoing it, it is perpetuating. It's perpetuating that whole cycle. So I know it's hard to delegate. That's one of the things we're actually going to talk about in next week's challenge is the delegating part. I know that is difficult because there, you might be saying all of those things. You might be thinking that it's easier for you to just do it yourself. If you don't do it, it doesn't get done correctly. Um, it just takes too much time to teach somebody how to do it. All of these thoughts might be coming through your mind, running through your mind. And I want you to take a moment and just reflect on that and challenge those thoughts. Is that correct? Right. Is that, is that really true? And um, how can you counteract those thoughts to serve your family better? Delegating age appropriate tasks to your children and sharing household responsibilities with your partner allows all of them the opportunity to contribute and take on those responsibilities. It By not delegating, by not allowing others to step through that gate, you are denying them the opportunity to serve and to contribute to your family. It is so important to have that open communication, to talk about what is going on, what needs to get done, what, how do the dishes get into the cabinet, right? How do those clean socks get onto your daughter's feet? You want to be able to spell that out. All of those things that are, you're carrying in the mental load need to be become visible. By talking to your partner, by talking to your family, to allow them to understand what's going on. Fostering that environment of open communication and collaboration within the family by actively listening to your partner and children's perspectives, concerns, and suggestions. Get Do family meetings. We should do a casual conversation on family meetings. We've done them before, and I know lots of families do them, and they're very helpful to get everybody on the same page because a lot of times that miscommunication can contribute to problems within the family. So making sure that you're doing some check-ins. Setting some realistic expectations for both yourself and your family. It involves understanding and acknowledging the limitations of time, energy, and resources, and aligning those expectations with the constraints. Prioritizing tasks, keeping a family calendar, making sure that it is not full of these commitments that are going to keep you running from here and there and passing each other in the night. Like you want to make sure that you are setting some boundaries around not only your own commitments, but also of your families. So let me share with you a system that is is amazing. We have used it in our family and I also help other families incorporate it into theirs. It is the fair play method. And today I would love to have you schedule a call with me to talk more about this or just send me a message with the word fair play and we can have a conversation through direct 
through messaging. Um, but Fairplay Method is a system developed by Eve Rodsky. And I wish I brought the cards up with me. It's a hundred cards that outline all it takes to raise a kid and to, to run a household. And by the time it's actually provides you a platform to discuss and communicate about what it takes to, to, to run a household and to raise a kid. And so it's about your values, right? Like, what do you value as a family? What do you value as partners? And you and your partner get to decide what cards you would like to keep and what cards you do not have to deal with at all, right? Like maybe in a different season, you may be out of the diaper changing stage. So that card is done, right? So you might end up having only 60 cards and of those 60 cards, thank you. My daughter brought them up for me. So... <laughs> So here is the fair play cards. They come in a box like this. For those of you, if you're listening on the podcast, um, you'll have to come watch the video. But each card contains a different, um, a different chore or a different task that it takes again to raise a raise a child or to run a household. And you might come down to you might you and your partner might decide that only fifty or sixty cards apply, and then instead of just Remember having to think of like, okay, what task can I give my husband to do today that I feel like he is competent in doing and like already knows it instead has each partner take ownership of the card for your determined amount of time. Like, so you can redeal the cards every day. You can redeal the cards every week. That is completely like, that's completely different for each couple. And then what you do is you talk about what it takes to do each task. So say taking out the trash, what does that look like? What is the minimum standard of care to keep your household running smoothly? And you each discuss that, you know, have the conversation and then one person would take ownership for that amount of time. So you're not holding a card forever. And during your weekly check-ins, you actually come back together and say, is this working? What, you know, what can we do differently? So it opens up that conversation. It makes the mental load visible and it opens up the gate, right? Which is exactly what we're talking about today. It provides you a way to open up that gate and allow your partner to step up so that you can once again, feel like a team again. So not that you're going to be using fair play cards forever, but it is definitely a start. If you feel like you're afraid to open up that gate or you have those thoughts running through your mind, you have some hesitations, message me with the words fair play and let's talk about it and maybe sign up for a call and we can have a conversation to see how this can work. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Capes podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.